Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and tax planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Hello and welcome to Smart Simple Wealth. Today, we're shifting our focus beyond the usual hustle and bustle of tax season to a more forward-looking approach with our episode, Beyond Tax Season, the year-round benefits of proactive tax planning. We'll dive into the heart of proactive tax planning, explore how it differs from typical tax preparation, and reveal who stands to benefit the most from this strategic approach. As always, our goal is to empower you with knowledge and strategies that can help streamline your wealth journey. So sit back, tune in, and let's take your tax planning to a whole new level. I'm your host, Carrie Qureshi, alongside my brand new co-host, some might also say my better half, none other than my husband, J.R. Qureshi. So J.R., welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, and, and so tell me, um, is this the first time you've ever been on a podcast? Yes, this is my first podcast. Yeah, and and for those listeners out there, um, just note that he did take a little nudging and persuading to get him on the podcast, but I think that he has a lot of wisdom and insight to share with our listeners on tax planning. So I'm really happy to have JR on the show. We're also really excited to be back. We took a little bit of a break over the summer, and so we really hope everyone had a great summer break. JR, why don't you tell the folks, you know, what we were able to do over our summer vacation? So this summer, we were able to go on an Alaskan cruise, uh, took the kids and my in-laws to Alaska. We were on the for about seven days. Um, got to see some whales and some wildlife, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of nice, relaxing time. Yeah, definitely a bucket list item for sure. I know that mom and dad had been talking about going to Alaska for a long, long time, and so to finally be able to do that was pretty exciting. And one of the best things is we missed out on, you know, a week of the hottest weather in Arkansas, so we definitely did not miss that too much, right? Right. (laughs) So today we're talking about the benefits of proactive tax planning. We're also going to answer a listener's question about some tax credits. So we have some great questions coming up. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about guilty pleasures coming up later in the show. So let's start with the quote of the show, which is, A person doesn't know how much he has to be thankful for until he has to pay taxes on it. Yeah, um, definitely, you know suddenly when you have to pay taxes on something you realize how much how much value it had and, and what you've had Especially when it comes to like personal property. I think the one thing when we were in Texas, um, Texas doesn't have personal property tax. And then we moved here and like you had to assess your vehicles and you have to assess campers and boats and all that personal items. And so you're like, oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mr. Taxman. Exactly. <laughs> well, good deal. Let's go ahead and dive into our main topic for our show today, which is talking about the year-round benefits of proactive tax planning. And so first, you know, help me define what proactive tax planning is. What are we talking about here? So typically, individuals and business owners, you know, wait until either the end of the year or March 15th or April 15th to file their taxes to realize how much money they owe in taxes, which kind of gets troublesome whenever 
your accountant or CPA says, hey, by the way, you owe this much in taxes. Instead, what we try to do is we have a proactive tax plan where we look at what your possibilities of owing are, and we have strategies that we put in place to try to limit that and try to lower the tax burden that you may have. All right. So looking at the tax code and using that to our advantage, but actually doing that in a proactive manner versus waiting until you know, the end of tax filing saying, oh my gosh, you owe, is there anything I can do to save money, right? Because then you're right. kind of out of time and strategies. Right. And we look at the strategies throughout the year and we, you know, work with our business owners throughout the year, making sure that these strategies are all implemented. And if there's any other strategies that could come into play that could help them lower their tax. Okay. And that comes into my next point too, is really, you know, the difference in proactive tax planning and tax preparation, because I feel like a lot of business owners maybe get, there's a misconception there that my CPA or my accountant is actually doing tax planning when they're really just doing tax preparation. Is that true? Yes, that's that's true. A lot of times come tax time, we're all just so busy trying to get taxes filed at that time period that it's hard to go back and say, oh, by the way, business owner, you could have saved this much money. We're just, you know, making sure that stuff's getting reported reported correctly correctly. right reporting your income and deductions for the year filling out the tax form and sending it off that's the compliance mentality exactly okay great so talk to me a little bit more about what goes into a proactive tax planning man what kind of strategies or things are you looking for you know there's multiple strategies and it really just depends on the business owner or the individual depending on if they're charitable What's their filing status? If they're married, if they're single, head of household, you know, the timing of their incomes, if they invest, what kind of investments they have, their business entity selections, you know, that's a, a big thing is just making sure how their business is set up and their entity and if they have employees, things like that. Right. And when you talk about entity selection, I mean, I think that's important because a lot of business owners may come in and say, well, I'm an LLC. But there's a legal entity selection, and then there is an IRS or tax selection, and they can be completely different. And so our legal entity is set up with the state, and that's, you know, I'm an LLC or a corporation. But for tax purposes, you could be, you know, an S-corp or a C-corp or taxes a partnership, and sometimes that gets a little bit confusing. And for us, being able to look at that and say, do they need to be a different legal entity or be taxed? differently along with like you said retirement planning charitable giving strategies basically anything that's available in the tax code to use right right yes and who would you say needs proactive planning i mean what type of individuals or clients are going to benefit the most from this yeah so clients that would benefit the most from proactive tax planning would be business owners some high income individuals like physicians dentists, you know, that are K-1 type employees, partners, independent contractors, contractors, entrepreneurs, um, some retirees. We, you know, just try to look at how we can optimize their financial future. Right. So you were talking about, you know, retirees. So if somebody, if we had a business owner that was looking to retire in the next five years, whether they're going to, you know, maybe find a buyer or sell it to a third party, or maybe even transition that to the kids. Sometimes that they have an adult, you know, child, a couple of them that may want to run the family business. Is that something that we can help them with as well? Yes, definitely. You know, we can make sure that there is limited amounts of, of 
tax paid out through the exchange of the business between the parties and making sure that the original owner, you know, we mitigate his taxes as much as possible. Right, because that sale of a business or exchange can definitely be a taxable event when you've had a business owner that maybe started the business from the ground up. They have a very low cost basis, and so obviously that business has appreciated over the years. There could be a significant tax burden that we want to try to help, if not eliminate, try to minimize. Exactly, yes. And for the business owners, when we talk about proactive tax planning, would you say that the ones that we've been able to help the most have typically been paying at least $30,000 or more in taxes? Yes. The more, the better, what you've been paying in your taxes. The more that we can help you save. The more that we can help you save. It's because it's it's all incremental amounts. And so as you get further below that $30,000 limit, it just becomes more costly to see a smaller savings. So we could still save you money, but you might be paying more to implement those strategies than than what you would actually save. Right, because some of the strategies, it's not just, you know, a check the box, hey, I've got that strategy. It may require a little bit of legwork or paperwork to implement. There may be a cost associated that with that. So it probably does make sense to, you know, be paying more in taxes, about thirty thousand or more to see a real value in the planning. Right. Yes. Okay. And what are some of the benefits of proactive tax planning? I mean, obviously, minimizing your tax burden is like the number one benefit. But is there anything else that goes along with this type of work? Uh, Yeah, you know, you can reduce your risk of IRS scrutiny by making sure that your entities are properly selected by having us go through and make sure that we have entities and proper paperwork and documentation in place. So like audit risk. Audit risk, exactly. Improve financial stability and predictability by making sure that freeing up some of that cash flow and not having to pay as much money to the IRS at the end of the year, which is always a benefit to business owners. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the most exciting things I think about doing the proactive tax planning is when we're able to sit across the table and tell a business owner, hey, we can save you $50,000, you know, what are you going to do with that? I mean, we're hearing, we're going to go hire a new employee. We're going to reinvest it in some software or equipment. We're going to grow the business. We're going to market. Or maybe they're going to say, okay, well, we're going to, you know, use it for our own retirement planning. And so that I think is just really exciting for us to be able to lower the tax burden and help make that business owner's life a little bit better. Talk to me, I mean, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but, you know, what is the role of financial, legal, and tax professionals and having a more integrated approach to this type of work? Well, one of the good things about our firm is that we're able to have, like you said, the integrated look. So we have the legal facet, and that can go hand in hand with looking at making sure that entity selections are done properly. So if we have, you know, whether it's an LLC or a C-Corp or partnership, making sure that we have the proper working documents in place for those business entities, along with making sure how it works for the tax side of the business. And then also the financial planning and making sure that we're making the proper financial planning advice that also goes along with the tax savings portion Right, of and being able to, you know, not only just make that advice, but setting up the retirement accounts, having them here to manage, I think that that is really beneficial that way you know, for some accountants, they may recommend a strategy, but it involves setting up a trust or setting up a business, which, you know, legally they can't do. That's an attorney's job. Or going and setting up a uh, simple IRA or SEP IRA or a 401k for, for the business, again, which needs to be outsourced. And so I think one of the benefits of having all of these different approaches, you know, we're able to handle that all under one roof and make sure it actually works for the client. Yeah, 
So this has been really helpful. Hopefully we've given our listeners a little bit more advice and really to better understand what proactive tax planning is. Um, Do you have any closing tips or words of wisdom as we wrap this part up? Yes. The sooner the better to get proactive tax planning. One of my favorite quotes that I heard was, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Um, you know, so often we talk with clients that say, I should have been in S election three years ago, and they still aren't, and they're finally coming to, to work with us. And, you know, not that that's the only strategy that we implement, but, you know, that is a strategy that, very common. that yeah. was very common, and it worked for them. And we ended up saving, you know, they ended up saving money on their taxes and they could have done it three years ago. And now here they are after having paid taxes for three years that they didn't need to pay. Right. And I think, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day craziness of running your business. You know, we may have people that listen to the podcast or see something on Facebook or visit our website and be like, oh, we really need to do tax planning, right? I paid a lot in taxes last year. Maybe they just filed their taxes, so that pain is, like, really up front. And, like, man, that stinks. I really don't want to write a check to the IRS again. I need to talk to them. But then they get busy, and they don't do it. And then before they know it, a whole year has went by and again they've overpaid in taxes so like jr said you know the sooner the better some of these strategies they're not something that just magically appear overnight it does take some time to set those up so definitely the sooner the better in taking this approach to tax planning okay that is it we are moving on to our listener question it is time for the mailbag section And this question comes from John in Jonesboro. And JR, this might be a good question for you. He says, I run a small tech company and we've recently invested quite a bit in developing a new software solution. I've heard about the research and development tax credit, but I'm not entirely sure how it works or if we qualify. Could you elaborate on this R&D tax credit and provide some insight into who can benefit from it? Well, that's an excellent question. So the research and development tax credit was designed to incentivize companies to invest in innovation in the U.S. You know, and it's available for businesses of all sizes across all industries that design, they develop or improve products, they improve processes, they improve techniques, formulas, or even software. So in your case, if the software solution you're developing is innovative and presents technical challenges, you know, your business could likely qualify for the credit. The R&D credit can't offset income tax liability, and in some cases, even payroll taxes. So it's crucial to document your R&D activities, the costs, the relationship to your business. This will provide the basis for your claim. But the specifics can get complex, and it's often beneficial to seek some professional advice to ensure that these credits are being maximized and complying with all the regulations. Here at Krejci Law and Wealth, we deal with R&D credits, and we can assist navigating the, the complexity of this and help integrate these types of strategies with your broader financial and legal plans. And that's a good point. An R&D tax credit is pretty complicated. I mean, when you look at those forms and they really request a lot of information, you really have to 
document what you're doing and how that specifically qualifies. I mean, there's a lot of different factors. And like I said, it's pretty complicated for somebody to take on on their own. But the benefits of that R&D tax credit are significant. So it is definitely worth doing because, you know, we have clients that are getting that R&D credit every year, which is very, very helpful in helping to fund more research or whatever they're doing in, in their business. So yeah, John, that's something definitely, it sounds like you may qualify if you're doing software, but obviously you'd have to go through the test and meet those requirements. More happy to help. Just please, please reach out if you have any other questions. Wait a minute. Who are you? Okay, JR, you have never been on the podcast, so not sure if you're aware, but we always have a getting to know you question. So we get to learn a little bit more about you. And today's question is, do you have a guilty pleasure TV show or movie? Guilty pleasure TV show or movie. Man, I have to really think about that because as Carrie knows, I am a flicker and I I always flick through Netflix and Hulu trying to find shows. And I probably spend more time looking for a show than I do actually watching a show. Yes, you do. But lately, I've really gotten into, for some reason, and maybe it was after our trip to Alaska, I really got into watching documentaries about mountain climbing and Mount Everest. Right. I mean, and for those of you that know us, we have kids, and so we don't watch a lot of TV throughout the day unless it's, you know toddler cartoons and so normally when we get the kids to bed we usually have about an hour that we can watch a show together but it does seem like the most recent ones like climbing mount everest and documentaries that's really been your thing lately right yes yes i really i like i like documentaries a lot yeah and i don't say i mean i don't think i have a guilty pleasure tv show because i kind of just watch whatever you have on so it's kind of something you know for us to watch together Um, back when Game of Thrones was big I mean that was like our show but I don't know since then there really hasn't been anything that's been like oh man we have to to watch this not that I can think of no no there's nothing really that's on our binge worthy radar right now well if any listeners have something that is binge worthy please shoot me an email and fill us in and maybe we'll have something to to watch in the (laughs) evenings so that is our getting to know you section But we also want to tell listeners out there about our new retirement report card. Is your retirement on track for honor roll or is it more like summer school? Our free retirement report card, this is where we look at five different areas that are really important to retirement success. And we can give you some guidance, maybe on things that, you know, need to be improved, or maybe we can point out things that you're doing well, so you know, hey, you know, stay on this course. But that retirement report card is available for free. If you're interested in that, please give us a call at 870-275-4304 for more info, and we'll also put a link in the show notes today. Well, JR, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I hope it wasn't too painful. No, it was, it was fun. I enjoy this. Yeah, and, and thank you to all of our listeners. If you have any questions or you want to submit a question for the show, again, our phone number is 870-275-4304, or you can find us online at www.kureshilaw.com. And the website is also a great place for all of our free resources that we have available. We have lots of webinars, articles, quizzes, and more. So again, JR, thank you for joining me. I hope we're going to do this more often. So see everybody next time on Smart Simple Wealth. 
Investment advisory services offered by Qureshi Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm PLLC. Qureshi Law Firm and Qureshi Wealth Management are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. They're not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.